Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining our podcast today. I'm Todd Ellison, Director of Networking and Security Architecture at Bearstore. Bearstore is a value-added reseller and integrator focused on innovative solutions for our customers. Today with us, we have Derek Graniff from Silverpeak. Derek, would you mind uh, introducing yourself? Sure. Uh, thank you. So I'm Derek Graniff, and I manage the product marketing and technical marketing groups for SD-WAN solutions with Aruba. And those of you listening in probably are aware that Aruba acquired Silverpeak uh, it was announced last summer and we became part of Aruba on, on November 1st. But I've been with Silver Peak and Aruba for a little over five years, almost since the inception of SD-WAN, and I'm looking forward to a great conversation today, Todd. Awesome. Yeah, me too. This is actually going to be the first of a couple of conversations. I think we're going to end up with probably two episodes in, in this particular podcast, just because there's so much content to cover. The first episode here is really going to focus on what we've seen as applications move to the cloud, as users kind of move to work from anywhere, how that's affected the security and networking perimeter, the security and networking edge, and how we actually secure and connect to those applications. The second episode is really going to be focused more on what's happened with work from anywhere, what's happened with the hoteling concepts that we're now seeing in offices uh, really being accelerated by COVID. But now we really see that work from anywhere is probably here to stay. So how these hoteling concepts are going to, going to change things going forward, as well as IoT and the acceleration that we've seen in that. So just kind of jumping into this concept of you know, applications moving to the cloud, we've definitely seen that accelerate, including the SaaS and infrastructure as a service kind of applications, right? And there's also this accelerating trend toward allowing employees to work from anywhere. So Derek, how has that changed the way that you're thinking about networks and security? Yeah, so let me step back about, I don't know, 12 or, or 15 years. All of the applications that an enterprise used were hosted in their data center. And so users from wherever they were um, working, whether it was in a branch office or, or working remote, would have their traffic backhauled to the data center because that's where the apps were. They'd get their response and the traffic would go back to them across typically a, a leased line service like MPLS. And an enterprise could secure those applications by building a moat or a fortress around that enterprise data center, that corporate data center. And they were using these private line MPLS connections that are, that are quite secure. And so an enterprise may or may not even put a firewall at those branch locations. But let's back up to maybe a 12 years ago when we saw the emergence of Salesforce.com. And then since then, Box and Dropbox and Workday and ServiceNow. And then the most ubiquitous SaaS application of all, Microsoft Office 365. And then, of course, enterprises starting to migrate private corporate applications into public clouds like AWS and Azure and Google Cloud. And so now all of a sudden, workers have the opportunity to access instances of those applications that are much closer to them to get a better user experience, to get a, a faster application response time, to become more productive. But those old traffic patterns that we used to see in the router-centric architectures that we've lived with for, for more than 20 years anyway, don't allow that. They continue to backhaul that traffic and it doesn't result in the best user experience. So, so we're seeing enterprises transform wide area network architectures to something that's more application aware, more intelligent. That's the software defined part of SD-WAN, software defined wide area networking. And then in terms of security, Securing that traffic now that a lot of it wants to go over the internet to reach apps that are hosted in the internet, 
uh, we're having to rethink security architectures too. And so at Aruba, we talk about WAN transformation and security transformation. Got it. Okay. So when you talk about this WAN transformation, this security transformation, we're really talking in my mind about moving where the edge is, because it, like you said, the edge used to be in a data center. Everything came back to a data center. And then we go out from the data center, all of our securities there. We've got control over that network edge. We understand user experience. We understand, you know, what the security looks like, but we're really moving that perimeter, that edge somewhere else, right? Out to the cloud. Yeah. So, so the access edge from our user perspective is at the branch, of course, but you know, exacerbated by the, the recent pandemic is, is everywhere. Um, my edge today is in my office at home. In the past, sometimes it was at a hotel or at Starbucks, but that edge is moving. And then the, the edge where the application sits is also moving. And in fact, if you really think about that security perimeter that we used to have, that we used to be able to build around a data center and even around a branch to some extent, that perimeter is really dissolved. It's, it's completely dissolved. And as a result, we're seeing traditional VPN, virtual private network architectures being replaced with zero trust network access. That's again, a more intelligent way of remotely accessing security and applications. So again, uh, we bundle all of this into WAN and security transformation. And conveniently, I guess that WAN and security transformation was given a name by Gartner back at the end of August in 2019. Yeah. And that name, it's a name I don't think anybody's really in love with either, right? I mean, none of us really like yeah. saying it, but <laughs> the, the name that Gartner gave that was SASE. It stands for SASE. Secure Access Services Edge, right? Yep. That's it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I came into SD-WAN, Todd, back in uh, the middle of 2016, and SD-WAN was starting to get a lot of hype. It was starting to be searched on Google. It became a search term that we really tried to optimize as an SD-WAN vendor. And now SASE, even six months ago, SASE surpassed SD-WAN as a searched term on Google. So it's getting a ton of hype. And um, there's probably not a conversation that goes on with our prospects and probably with your prospects and our joint prospects that doesn't include that word sassy. And sometimes it's, what is it? And sometimes it's, what do you guys have for sassy? <laughs> right, exactly. And you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it's just about every conversation um, that we're having right now, but I do find that a lot of people don't completely understand it. I mean, so when you say people ask, what do you have for sassy? I do think that there are a lot of people who think of sassy architectures as a product really SASE is a category of, of network and security technologies, right? So when, when someone says to you, I'll take one SASE, please, but how do you articulate that, that difference in that architecture to, to your customers? Yeah, and, and you know, you're absolutely correct. There's a ton of misconceptions and misunderstanding, in, in my opinion, about what SASE is. I've even seen some analysts, or really more reporters, talk about SASE as a new network architecture that replaces SD-WAN. And SASE is, or a network technology, they called it. And SASE is, is not a network technology. SASE is an architecture or a model or a category, kind of like what you described. But even if, if you look at Gartner's original definition and their current definition, and Gartner publishes a report about SASE probably every other month. There was one that just came out a few days ago on July 27th of 2021. Here we are. And Gartner defines SASE as the combination or the combining or the marriage, I like to say, of 
at network edge functions that you need at the branch that include SD-WAN, but also routing and some basic zone-based firewall capabilities to protect against threats that might come into a branch office, even WAN optimization, combined with or married with a rich set of security functions that are hosted in the cloud. And these are things like a firewall as a service and a secure web gateway that put those security services closer to the user and closer to where the apps are hosted because these cloud hosted security enforcement points from partners of ours like Zscaler and Netscope and Palo Alto Prisma Access and Checkpoint Harmony Connect and whatnot, they tend to be spun up in data centers that are co-located with common SaaS and infrastructure as a service infrastructure as well. But then there are new sets of, of these security services like Zero Trust Network Access for mobile devices and laptops that serve remote workers that also reach applications in the cloud. So this WAN and security transformation is securing WAN or, or transforming WAN architecture to a set of functions that you need at the branch and what Gartner calls a thin branch, ideally combined in a single appliance and more and more of the SD-WAN solutions in the marketplace do that. They combine SD-WAN and they have routing capability and they have segmentation and basic firewalling capability. And some of them, uh, very few of them have WAN optimization. Aruba, Silverpeak is one of those. But then uh, cloud delivered security services, that really is the essence of what the Secure Access Service Edge or SASE is, is that combination of advanced branch WAN, bundled up, often just called SD-WAN, but it's broader than SD-WAN, and a set of cloud security services all delivered and managed by the cloud or in the cloud. Yeah, that completely makes sense. And so to put like a very fine point on it, when we move those things to the cloud, right, we're really replacing some things that might've been in the branch, there might've been in a data center somewhere. But historically, what we've seen a lot of cases where our widely distributed customers would maybe put an SD-WAN device and a next-gen firewall in every one of their remote offices. And depending on the use case, depending on what's happening at that office and the, the needs of the business, what we're really saying is a lot of those branch security services, as well as corporate security services, if we put those in the cloud, then they're closer to the user, they're closer to the application, and we're able to replace a lot of that beefy network security devices that we might put in different places and also augment them, right? So if we look at firewall as a service or secure web gateway, in a lot of cases that might replace the next generation firewall. If we look at a CASB solution, that might replace a DLP solution, right? Oh, and uh, ZTNA, Zero Trust Network Access, might replace a VPN. The difference being obviously that those are delivered in the cloud instead of on-prem, but yep. you know, sort of a bit of a rambling explanation, but I think that's really the point, right? Yeah, that's exactly the point. It's transforming that WAN architecture and transforming that security architecture it's more of a cloud-first or cloud-friendly architecture. The analyst reports I read today, some 70 to 80% of applications are hosted and workloads are hosted in the cloud rather than corporate data centers. And it obviously varies a lot by organization. I, I moderate some roundtables and sometimes I'll ask that question and, and we'll have respondents that say only 10% of our apps have moved to the cloud and they tend to be larger, more risk-averse companies. And then there are others who are 100% in the cloud. We don't manage servers and storage and data center networking anymore to have that agility and that, that elasticity that you get from the cloud. Yeah. So one of the things I think is really interesting about this whole conversation is when this 
SASE movement sort of started before it even had a name, you know, several years ago when we started to see secure web gateways and CASBs emerge, they tended to be something that companies specialized in, right? If you you were either a secure web gateway company or you're a CASB company or your ZTNA company. And what we've seen over the last year or so is a lot of these vendors who had created these sort of point solutions after the whole SASE thing came out and probably in conjunction with that, we're seeing a lot more manufacturers or vendors start to provide more of these services. So there's a lot of overlap between all of these different SASE vendors. And so I guess my question for you is, when you look at this, it's really back to the same conversation we've had for a really long time in enterprise IT departments. Do we want to go with a platform, a ready-made platform by one manufacturer that is presumably very well integrated, or do we want to go best of breed and have the best secure web gateway and the best CASB? So how do you look at that from your perspective, Derek? There are vendors that are approaching SASE from a security background and then adding some SD-WAN functionality, either developed internally or, or through acquisition. There are other vendors that have a strong networking background and they're adding some security capabilities. And then there are um, a number of vendors that promote, and we're one of them, is a no compromise, best of breed strategy. Security and networking are very complex technologies complex solutions. They each have their own centers of excellence. And we believe it's important to give enterprises the choice to select the best networking technology and the best security technology that meets the needs of their business. And by the way, it might be more than one security technology. If you really unpack the different cloud security vendors that are in the market, they have different sets of security services. There's probably a dozen or more different security services and one vendor may support six or eight of them and another one may support eight or 10 different ones and they don't all completely overlap. So it might require more than one security service to meet the needs of the enterprise. And then another message that we communicate is that we kind of have a feeling for the kinds of threat vectors we have today, but we can't predict what kinds of threat vectors we're gonna have next week or next year. And you need the flexibility to be able to adopt the security innovations that meet your requirements at that time. So an SD-WAN platform, and by the way, one, one comment we didn't make, but SD-WAN is really a foundational component of a SASE architecture. It's what does the steering of the traffic to that secure web gateway, but maybe there's other traffic you want to secure straight to Microsoft or straight to RingCentral or 8x8 or Zoom to get the very, very best application performance for the user, and maybe I've still got apps running in the data center. I got to steer that traffic over there too. So that's the job of the SD-WAN is to steer the traffic to enforce the right security policies that make sense for your business. But it's important for customers to choose an SD-WAN platform that's open and that's proven to be able to interoperate with a variety of these cloud security services and still hardware services too. So there may be times when an enterprise still wants to service chain certain application traffic to a next-gen firewall that they have at a headquarters location or a hub site. An advanced SD-WAN that has a lot of flexibility, the application awareness, the ability to identify applications, and then the ability to steer them according to the security policies as well as the quality of service policies is something important, and then the ability to integrate and interoperate with multiple security, cloud security service vendors, we believe is that right way to look at SASE, at least today. 
Yeah, totally agree. I mean, one of the things that we've seen is that people initially look at the Secure Web Gateway or CASB solution that they're dealing with and they go, well, this will be pretty simple. We'll just send all of our traffic this direction. And I think it turns out in almost every case that we've dealt with so far, there's a bigger decision to be made about certain applications, certain things that you need to access. In fact, your particular cloud Secure Web Gateway may break an application or if you're using browser isolation, something might break, right? So being able to, to intelligently steer that traffic, I really think is key. And that's not always an endpoint agent that does that. A lot of times it's a network edge device, like a like an SD-WAN appliance, right? Yeah. And, and a more advanced SD-WAN can decide what internet service to send the traffic over based on the performance or the network performance at a point in time. So we're seeing more and more branch locations being served by two internet services, or maybe an internet service and an LTE service and soon or already emerging uh, low earth orbit satellite type services, but they don't always perform at the same levels at the same time. And so a more advanced SD-WAN solution continuously monitors the throughput, the packet loss, the latency, even the jitter that these different services that are supporting a branch location are experiencing and they can more intelligently select the internet service to send that traffic over whether that traffic is going straight to the SaaS provider or if it's going first to a cloud-hosted security provider. Yeah, absolutely. So I, one of the things that, I mean, we've talked a lot about SASE sort of as a concept. And like you said, SD-WAN is really foundational in that SASE concept. Do you find that people are confused about where to draw that line between what is my SD-WAN and what is my cloud security? And I because I, I do, in fact, see some of the vendors out there sort of touting their network as possibly even a replacement for SD-WAN. For sure. And that's part of my challenge as a, as a product marketer is trying to communicate as we're doing with this very podcast as to talk through kind of those pros and cons of a single vendor SASE solution or SASE infrastructure versus a multi-vendor you know, for some businesses, having a good enough SD-WAN and good enough security may, may be just fine. But for most enterprises, they really need to peel that onion and understand what are the networking functionality capabilities that they really need to deliver the best performance for their users. What are the security capabilities they need to reduce business risk and protect their brand image? And it depends to some extent on the business and how they run. We have, we have one customer that I won't name, but they operate on call centers. And the majority of their business is dependent on a great customer to call agent experience. And a year and a half ago, in, in March of 2020, 1,200 of their call agents were almost overnight transferred from big call centers to their homes. And they had to extend that capability to deliver that great customer experience into their home. What they did is they extended their SD-WAN into their call agent's home. They took one of our small Edge Connect Ultra small appliances. It's about the size of two decks of cards. Most of those home offices were only served by a single internet connection. But even with a single internet connection, Aruba's technology allows you to overcome those packet loss events that happen when the internet becomes congested. It allows those users to prioritize their call center traffic over their kids' Netflix streaming or whatever, but they have the ability to, to provide more granularity on 
quality of service delivery of, of those applications and prioritization of it, as well as how security policies would be enforced. Now, I don't think SD-WAN is going to be extended into most workers' homes, but for those power users where it makes sense, we've seen a few handfuls of customers take that path. Nice. So you said something in that answer that I want to kind of um, go back to and dig in just a little bit further, um, because you talked about choosing the right technology, security technology, SD-WAN technology for your business, for your enterprise. And one of the things that, that we've encountered also is that cloud infrastructure providers like Microsoft Azure and AWS and Google Cloud, right? They have some security features kind of built in. And I guess my question for you is, when do you choose to use just those built-in security features that are maybe in Azure, AWS, or Google Cloud over using a SASE product or, or vice versa, right? How do you make that decision? Again, it depends on, on your traffic flows and, and where your apps are hosted. An interesting use case for us and for some other SD-WAN vendors in the industry is the ability to spin up an SD-WAN appliance in AWS or in Azure, a virtual appliance. And in that model, what's interesting is the traffic that goes from a branch location to that SD-WAN appliance instance that's spun up in the public cloud, that traffic is completely encrypted. It can even be optimized using WAN optimization. And then remember what we said at the beginning of this podcast is that instances of AWS and Azure are often in the very same data centers as Salesforce.com and Dropbox and Dropbox and all the other SaaS applications. And certainly Microsoft Office 365 would be co-located in data centers with Azure. I've now protected that we call it the first mile between the branch and the public cloud. And then the connection between the Edge Connect or the, or the SD-WAN appliance in the public cloud and those SaaS applications is a private fiber optic line within the cage, the chain link fence, the lock chain link fence of a big data center. So it's highly secure and it's super high bandwidth. It's typically a gigabit, 10 gigabit, you know, soon to be, or already maybe hundred gigabit fiber optic connections. So I can improve application performance and improve that security. And for certain applications, maybe even bypass cloud security, but it, again, it depends on, on the security services that you're trying to enforce. Again, for that Office 365, maybe I don't need to enforce DLP or sandboxing, but maybe for my Facebook traffic, or, or LinkedIn where I can send uh, attachments, I still wanna send that first to a cloud-hosted security provider before handing it off to SaaS or to infrastructure as a service. So again, it depends on the use cases, it depends on the applications. And I know that Veristore helps your customers and prospects go through that and we do as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think those are uh, kind of a few of the key takeaways. And puts us really right at our time that my takeaways from this, first of all, you know, SD-WAN is, is really a foundational technology and part of your SASE architecture, but not all of your SASE architecture. Really that this whole idea of SASE, Secure Access Services Edge as a technology, as a concept, as an architecture is about moving the security edge so that it's closer to your users wherever they are, it's closer to your applications wherever they are, and eliminating those traffic hairpins. But also that there's really no one right answer for this architecture for every 
business. It's really about evaluating what your business needs and evaluating the, the manufacturers on the market, the vendors on the market to deliver those solutions, which is really what Verstore specializes in. So that's exactly the value that we want to bring to the table. Yeah, absolutely. So Todd, you, you and I, we live this every day. We understand all the, the pros and cons and the pluses and the minuses and all that. But you know, if you're a law firm or if you're a medical imaging center, or if you're even a small regional bank, you may not want to invest a bunch of time in, in trying to learn about SD-WAN and SASE. And that's where Veristore comes in. That's where Aruba can help you sift through all the noise because there is a lot of noise and there's a lot of confusion. And I, I think we can you know, provide information that helps all of our listeners here today get through this journey of WAN and security transformation. Definitely agree. And speaking of additional information, like I said at the beginning, this is episode one of really what's going to be a two episode podcast. So we'll get back together in the next time. We'll talk about work from anywhere. We'll talk about hotel and concepts in the offices. We'll talk about IoT and how all of that plays into the network and security architecture going forward. Once again, Derek, thanks for your time today. Thanks for all of the listeners time today. And we look forward to speaking to you next time. Yeah, great conversation, Todd. Thank you so much.